This week on Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, Sprawl 2, Mountains Beyond Mountains. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet. We are the only podcast on the internet that talks about every single Arcade Fire song alphabetically, one per episode. My name is Alex, and beside me is the wonderful Owen Heaney. Hello. And this week we're talking about uh, the the quintessential Regine song. I think a lot of people's favorite Arcade Fire song, Sprawl 2, Mountains Beyond Mountains. How's it going today, Owen? It's doing pretty well. Really nice out. We actually tried to record this earlier, but we had a power outage. So Yeah, it... Uh... We were sitting down to record this yesterday, and the power went out in our neighborhood. And so instead of recording, we just kind of sat down and made jokes about Arcade Fire content. <laughs> and I'm sorry that you all missed that. But today we're talking about Sprawl 2, though. Yeah. You know, back-to-back Sprawls. That's the benefit, you know. The band... They obviously wanted us to look at these alphabetically, or else they wouldn't have made songs one and twos, you know? The half-lights, the sprawls. Yeah, the suburbs, the suburbs continued, everything now part one to three. Yeah. I don't know, it's just interesting. But... Yeah, I, I I mean, I guess you, you, you want to get into it with some basic facts? Or before we, we, yeah. we even do that, we can talk about big news from when this week? Yeah, handwritten letters. Handwritten letters to the fans. I, uh, I mean, when I first saw it and I read that, uh, oh, I'm very grateful for, for all of the people listening to and engaging with the music, I my heart sank. I was expecting a... Uh, arcade fire is breaking up or, or that someone's leaving the band or something like that but it's a very positive note yeah no it's uh making music i mean it's one of those things where he talks about how they're making music now during this self-isolation period but he also talked about how they were making it before so i i don't know it's uh in the letter i think he he talks about being patient and how patience is uh <laughs> A virtue and are gonna have to wait for the music to come but at least it's on its way yeah i i see this being like next summer like like summer 2021 or early 2022 i uh i don't i don't really see an announcement anytime soon yeah that's what i think as well i think it's, it's been, uh... what this summer would be four years 17 to 18 19 three yes next summer would be four years and that's generally the cycle they follow yeah so you know get to know they're on track get to know that they're writing stuff it's cool yeah and uh i it's interesting it's interesting i guess we'll have a lot more to talk about and uh in in a year and a half's time or whenever it is that we end up talking about the hopefully new song saying yeah you know this song was actually hinted at in uh april 2020 when when posted on instagram it'll be a whole another level of basic fact that we're experiencing now and we'll talk about in a later time yeah talk about how the themes of isolation have like influenced the music and 
how the band recorded each of the instruments at their own house or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, and will, I, I find that I've really, um, I've really tried to not, I think right now listening to songs off of the suburbs or funeral, it's easy to deep read into our own current situation about feeling isolated in the suburbs during the quarantine. But it's, uh, it's like, okay, that's not what the song was about, but you know, in, in a year and a half time, Maybe that is what we'll be talking about, about Wynn feeling isolated during the quarantine in the suburbs, just uh, practicing his uh, jump shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll get into the basic facts now. Yeah, get into the basic facts. Sprawl 2 <clears throat> is the 15th track on the band's third full-length album, The Suburbs. It was released along with the album on August 2nd, 2010, then as a single almost two years later on April 21st, 2012. The track is 5 minutes and 25 seconds long, making it the longest song on the album, with the single version being 6 minutes and 44 seconds. It is the 7th most performed song since it's been played live 313 times, most recently being February 14th, 2020 in New Orleans, and it has 37.7 million streams on Spotify, making it the 3rd most streamed song on the album. Wow, really? I... Are, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you've gone over this, but are, are number one and number two suburbs and ready to start? Yeah. I, you know, with, with the, I think that the Spotify statistics, and I'm not saying that the suburbs is not a great song or a very popular song, but I feel like a lot of um, first and second tracks on the album are inflated just because people will start playing the album, listen to the first couple of songs and then turn it off. Uh, even if they're like, I just think you put on an album and maybe you're not going to make it through all the way for whatever reasons, even if you really like the album. Uh, so it's, uh, you can, you, well, you can tell that this is a very loved song because it's the second last song on the album yet has a lot of high, a lot of plays. Yeah, I think for sure. I think Spotify trends to top of the album does better than bottom of the album. Uh, I also think though, too, is that it does Songs that make it onto playlists gets very mm. high pushed, inflated. So I think there's also a large variance in within an album from like the least played song to the most played song. It's pretty high because of um, so many people just listen to stuff on playlists on Spotify. And then the other thing too being is that also Spotify only became widely used, like I mean, to the way it is right now, post the suburbs release, right? So as you go, like music from like I'd say, like, when music came out, I think in time also has an effect. I think, like, like for example, everything now, like, its distribution of songs and streams and listens is different than Suburbs. Yeah, d- d- definitely, definitely. I mean, I think this one was peak uh, iTunes when this came out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you want to talk about the music videos? Uh, I, uh... Late same at the end. I'm saving for the end, but but I do have a a fun little little segment here. Okay. So before we get started, I think a lot of people have compared this song to "Heart of Glass" by Blondie. Yes, and I think it's something the band has even nodded toward because uh, almost exactly six years today they covered the song at three different shows. 
Um, on April 9th, 2014, in The Woodlands, Texas, they ended the main set of Sprawl 2 going into Heart of Glass. The next day, April 10th, 2014, in Austin, Texas, they ended the main set with Heart of Glass going into Sprawl 2. And when I say going into, I don't mean to downplay, this isn't like wind singing bits of, of, of New Order or All My Friends during the end of Afterlife. Like, this is a full cover of the song of, by the band, like that three yeah. to four minutes full song. Because then on April 13th, 2014, at Coachella, toward the end of the set, they brought out Debbie Harry and they played Heart of Glass and then Sprawl 2. Uh, but... I don't think there's a lot of weight to the comparisons. I think that it's like similar chord progressions and synth and female vocals, but I don't think that it's, you know, a ripoff or anything like that. I think it's just, it, it just sounds similar. Well, I think that I like, I don't think it's like they're like trying to like say that the song should be like licensed or that's a ripoff or copyright stuff. I think it's more about like its influence though, for sure. It's like Heart of Glass being like a synth pop female vocal song i think just has its place in like when it came out in history and it was so like exactly it has its history and therefore it's like it's i don't think any synth pop female vocal song could be made now without being compared back to heart of glass for example it's just it's like where it sits in history so i like yeah, I don't think it's like it's all a ripoff. I just think it's like it's like it's it's going to be compared to that. I'm trying to think of some other big comparison of like every yeah, song. Yeah, it's uh, it's like saying that any female uh, punk singer sounds like Patti Smith because like Patti Smith was one of the first big ones, so mm -hmm. uh, it's it's, or, it's hard not to get influenced by them. Yeah, um, to the same thing that even like bands now, if they would be saying, oh, they sound like. Uh, like a band with many people making indie rock sounds like Arcade Fire. It, it's it's you know it's tough not to when they when there's when yeah. you think of what's the defining sound. I think it's why a lot of people say a lot of um, the the yeah again indie bands of the 2000s sound like the Strokes just because the Strokes were the first people to kind of do that to a very very mainstream success but you know people say they in turn sound like uh like like other things directly like the talking heads or, or whatever but it's uh, i think that's just music but owen i have i have i have a fun game for you so sprawl okay. 2 and heart of glass are both great songs so i okay. have some side by side verses for you of songs that sound very similar or have been admittedly borrowed from and you just pick you know which one you like better the original or inspired okay okay so first we have vanilla ice 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 baby versus <laughs> under pressure by queen this is a tough one you know i love vanilla ice uh, i give that to queen <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, Ice Ice Baby is a, is a good song, but yeah, I agree. I <laughs> okay, okay. Stay With Me by Sam Smith versus Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. This is one where I remember watching all those YouTube videos where they the people like slow down like the different songs, right? And they're like, okay, well, like, now if you slow it down, you hear that the bass comes in at this certain point. Like, I guess like it, it, this one was the lawsuit one, right? The big... I think so. Uh, I have a talking point on that for the next one as well, but um, I, this one might have had lost. I mean, this one is 
pretty on the nose of yeah. uh, of, of standing like the sounding like the song, but again, it's I like it. Uh, they do sound very similar, but it's also very simple. Like it's not like some some. Uh, extravagant uh you know melody across you know many octaves or anything like that it's just kind of like three notes and so but yeah, yeah uh stay with me was uh they they reached a settlement that added tom petty and jeff lynn as co-writers and they received 12.5 percent songwriting credit huh what an odd percentage um but uh but tom petty says that uh, Tom Petty clarified that he did not believe Smith plagiarized them, saying, All my years of songwriting have shown me these things can happen. Most times you catch it before it gets out of the studio door, but in this case, it got by. Sam's people were very understanding of our predicament, and we easily came to an agreement. Yeah. I'd say, um, I mean, yeah, I'll take Tom Petty, the original, on that one as well. But... Okay. Yeah, I yeah I agree. Stay stay with me is a is, is a good is a good song, but uh, I I like won't back down as well. But yeah, last one we have staying with Tom Petty. Last night by the Strokes versus American Girl by Tom Petty. I don't remember like um hearing about this one as much i like last night better than american girl american girl's good um last night's iconic uh um why you said you had a note about this one what's a note about this well one? yeah this this one is another thing that tom petty it's like so julian casablancas he specifically like he said in an interview that they took the intro of or he took the intro of last night from the intro of american girl uh and Tom Petty was interviewed about that, and he said something along the lines of um, uh, he, that he's fine with it, and he, he kind of finds it funny that they just admit it in an interview like that. But a same sort of response to the one I was just saying, Tom Petty seems fairly cool with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you could still got all that free fall and money or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can trace some of Tom Petty's stuff uh back to 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 other artists as well i think that that's just the guitar is like when you're writing rock songs it um there's there you know it, it is a finite thing and uh when you're using the same chords it it but yeah i don't know last night versus american girl is a is a tough one because it's arguably tom petty's best song or one of his best song and it's one of the strokes best songs as well but uh, I don't know. I think I think I'm gonna go with last night as well. But it's just squeaking by. Yeah. One thing that's interesting is I think is like as we go into the future of music, it's like I wonder like how much songwriting credit's gonna be like worth less. Like back in the day with songwriting credit, you get all the royalties on the album sales, right? And that's where all the money was. And now I guess it's like for, like getting. If you have some songwriting credit, you get the money on like ads and stuff. The songs used in ads, you make some money that way. I guess like the small amount of money on Apple Music and Spotify streams and stuff, but it's just not as much worth protecting maybe as like it would have been twenty years ago or something. 
Yeah, it it'll uh, it's because yeah, now bands or musicians are just making their most money from touring, and you, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, I think that we're seeing a lot more proactive uh we'll just give somebody the songwriting credit because it kind of sounds like this rather than a drawn out lawsuit but uh but speaking of drawn out you want to switch gears here owen and uh start talking about sprawl 2 sounds good yeah well yeah so last week we talked about sprawl 1 and you for those of you who 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 weren't listening last week we talked about we know Wynn took a drive into the sprawl. He saw all the places he used to stay. He expected to see all these obstacles and things that would make him feel something, you know, something the way that he felt when he was young, and he saw nothing. Flatland, wasteland, as far as the eye can see, and he came to his own conclusion. But now we have the female character, and just as she took a look into the half-light and saw something very different from the male speaker, she's now looking into the sprawl, the suburban sprawl, and sees mountains beyond mountains. Which, another fun fact, comes from the title of a book, Mountains Beyond Mountains, The Quest of Dr. Paul Farmer, A Man Who Would Cure the World. Which, uh, according to Wikipedia, is about Paul Farmer, who was a physician and anthropologist who fought tuberculosis in Haiti, Peru, and Russia. Yeah, and like the part of it, right, is that he's working with partners in health in the book, and that's what inspired the band to start working with partners in health, and that's mm-hmm. why every single ticket sale, a dollar from every ticket sale now, goes towards partners in health and the work they try to do in Haiti. Yeah, exactly. I I don't think there's any um any song influence from the book, but the title comes from the title. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Mountains being obstacles i guess the similar theme of obstacles and owen is there an end in sight let's uh let, let's find out you want you want to take it from the top yeah i'll take it from the top they heard me singing and they told me to stop quit these pretentious things and just punch the clock these days my life i feel it has no purpose but late at night the feelings swim to the surface because on the surface the city lights shine they're calling at me come and find your kind I think one thing interesting about this is, um, well, I think throughout the entire song and like, and Regine's vocals is, uh, it's a reduced French accent. It's like, I mean, it's, Regine has her singing style, right? And you can like point it out, like when you hear it on a song that she's working on, that's like maybe not an arcade fire song. It's like, oh, that's Regine for sure. But like one thing I noticed just throughout the song is like when you listen to her interviews, her accent can be quite thick. But throughout this, it's, um, it, it really doesn't come off as the as French Canadian as much. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. Um, that even compared to this track live, the way that they laid it down in the studio, it does downplay the a- accent a bit. Uh, compared to, I mean, it, it, it's easy to compare to something like like Haiti or anything where she is speaking French. But uh, yeah, that that it is interesting. Um, I think that uh I think that this is on like the surface level maybe the most easily relatable song on the album and you know maybe in their whole discography I think the reason this one is really popular definitely because of the music I mean which we'll get to in uh, the, the music in a bit but I think that the lyrics for this one are certainly a lot less abstract than maybe some of the 
other things and you don't have to sit and think about this one to relate to it i think that it's uh very very uh easily understandable and uh i think it connects with a lot of people it's like when listening to the which we'll get into in a little while but when get listening to the suburbs hearing wind saying move your feet from hot pavement and into the grass i'm like okay yeah i get what he's talking about versus when he's talking about starting a war in the suburbs and like okay kind of lost me a little bit there but i i, I okay yeah I, I get the feeling from these specific images that aren't super abstract and i think that uh this is like it, you know we talk a lot about um regime with the with the flashbacks or or retelling but i don't necessarily think that this is a flashback to when they were kids and she was singing and they told her to stop i think this is now that she's still singing and adults are telling her to stop you know grow up quit acting like a child and but the thing that gets me is with the line that quit these pretentious things i kind of hear this as people who have moved past the feeling that are like late 20s early 30s you know maybe now they have kids or at least getting married and settling down and moving back to the suburbs and they're people that you know used to feel the feeling and used to sing along and rebel and what have you but they've kind of you know quote unquote grow up grown up and they're telling regine to do the same like you know stop doing the pretentious things we used to do just just come on grow up it's uh it's 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 time to grow up it's time to find a job Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's um, it's interesting because it pulls from the same thing of I I see a lot of the the here comes the nighttime influence. I mean, post, but the same ideas from here comes the nighttime of during the day. Sometimes it can feel like you're forced to do what you have to do, and you're punching the clock, and like you can't be yourself. But late at night, the feelings swim to the surface, and it's like as the sun goes down, that's when like life comes alive, and you can hear the noises and. That's what the the feelings come up, and like that's what, like here it's um with the female speaker, I see that a lot too, just because it's like you can't see the city lights during the day when you're stuck out in the suburbs and you're stuck in this like punching the clock mindset, but it's only on the nighttime that you can finally see the lights from the city, and like that's what uh, the speaker is talking about how how it's calling to her the, to get to the city because you can only see it at nighttime. Yeah, exactly. There's that uh, the whole some somewhere better on the edge of town, on the edge of the suburbs. There's there's something better, and I mean on Neon Bible, we 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 talk about when they go into the city and and kind of find out that it's actually not that great. But here, there's still that uh, that you know I I I don't want to do the same. I I don't I don't want to grow up. I don't want to stop singing. I'm, 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 I've, I've tried to do it, but I've just kind of felt nothing. But then at nighttime, when she sees those, those city lights, it, it, uh, it, it comes alive. And you know, those, those, those late night hours when you're thinking alone with yourself and in the theory of the suburbs being, a, a, a the suburbs, the album being a 24 hour period with, you know, the suburbs being sunrise, half lights being the half light just before sunset and then the suburbs continued being the first creaks of sunrise again this is the 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 darkest point of the night like zero sun uh and it's uh it's interesting of of her still kind of clinging to these feelings and not quite moving past yet there's 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 another 
pretty popular Kierkegaard quote that I wonder if Wynne and Regine were thinking of even before they got into the reflective age. Um, he said, don't you know that a midnight hour comes when everyone has to take off his mask? Do you think all? Do you think life always lets itself be trifled with? Do you think you can sneak off a little before midnight to escape this? And I think that that's what Regine's character here is really. Uh, she's she's trying to sneak off just before the midnight, before the darkness. She's trying to still kind of just get out of it before it happens, before growing up, trying to find a way to not grow up. What do you think? Yeah. yeah, I think it is like versus the male speaker is more of the pessimist in the scenario. The female speaker is the optimist. You know, like the, they refuse to kind of like move past the feeling. The feeling's still there. The thing is, it's just a little bit more suppressed. And it's kind of like about finding like, well, you know, it's like, yeah, this sucks, but I think there's a solution. Whereas like the male speaker can kind of get stuck in his own mind and be very cerebral and spend all this time thinking instead of doing right. I mean, we talked about this before too, but the idea of like what it means to be an active person who seeks versus being a very cerebral and spend all your time thinking about the issues instead of actually going out and solving them. Yeah, exactly. And we did see on sprawl one and we'll, I mean, on on we used to wait and and the whole second half of this album really of the male speaker starting to kind of take action but here as we'll get through this song even this being the last song on the album it's still that we'll save it for another day uh but we'll we'll get into that later i think from here and, and another thing to go into is that they're calling at me come and find your kind like these are these are people on the other side who are saying you're 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 one of us and uh i think that they're saying like you are also an adult grow up and come and like this is this is the next step in your life just kind of let it happen and i think this is an album that deals a lot with with conformity in the suburbs and the compromises that come with conformity and you know whether there are positives or negatives like the suburbs by nature are very uniform of you know houses that look the same and yards that look the same and white picket fences and from all of that from an outside perspective or from just being there you can assume all the people are the same you know the faceless nameless not standing for anything punching the clock and sleeping at night and that's what the female character still kind of sees here and we'll go into the music video later about the people in the suburbs with just masks on but this is this nameless faceless mass of the suburbs telling her to get a job start a family and sink in here with your people we are you and you are us so so what what, what do you think about that I think it, yeah, it's really right. Like this, even in, in this verse, first verse, it creates this separation between the people of the suburbs and the people of the city. It's um, the people of the city are calling for the female speaker, right? Like the 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 city lights, and it's like what you're saying before about the suburbs is this mass of like it's not an individual person. It's like people together creating this mass concept of what you have to do. The same thing here is like the city lights represent this mass of people or whatever of expectations that is the city and it's calling um, the speaker, female speaker to just be, Hey, come here, be different, be pretentious. We love that. Come here and uh, find your kind. Like, that like everyone has their tribe and like there's tribes in the city too. 
Yeah, that's 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 interesting. I I I I thought that it was more of like a. I mean, I I interpreted it as the suburbs saying they're calling at like like the suburbs are calling at her to find her kind. But yeah, I guess that it's it, both like she's seeing the city lights and the city lights are calling her, but the suburbs are keeping her in place. And it's uh, it's it's interesting. It's it's a decision she has to make because in her mind, uh, things are still very black and white of this place is bad that place will be better and none of the things that make me sad or are negative in my life that are affecting me here will be there if i the same way that in sprawl one when when the male character went back to the suburbs and he thought that maybe if i go to the same places i could feel young again she's thinking that if i leave the place that makes me feel old i won't feel old anymore yeah yeah um want to yeah. move on to the next part yeah sometimes i wonder if the world's so small that we can never get away from the sprawl living in the sprawl dead shopping malls rise like mountains beyond mountains and there's no end in sight i need the darkness someone please cut the lights what do you think owen um well i think like one like common saying in like the small town in the suburbs right is uh oh like um how'd you hear about that oh it's a oh it's small it's a small town right it's a small suburbs it's small like everybody knows everybody everybody knows everything right so like i think that's why it's like sometimes the world can feel so small in the suburbs because that's it, it it's big to you initially but you realize later on that like it, no never mind this is actually really really small because it's everything you've ever known and it's all in one place now um but like in terms of like dating away from the sprawl though i think like this just like reminds me of those classic car trips of um oh we're gonna go camping or something and like oh let the campsite okay it's like a let's say it's a five or six hour drive and you're, you're probably an hour hour and a half two hours into the drive and you're still technically in the city and it's like that idea of like the sprawl is you've left and you're like okay we've been dri- we've been driving like almost half or a third of the time but it's like but yet we're somehow still in the city and we're still in the sprawl of houses. And like, you really haven't reached the wilderness yet. And like, it can just be so difficult that feeling of like, well, I want to be there, but it's like, how come this continues? Like, does this ever end? Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, even, even before getting into, um, getting into the song, I think it's a very uniquely North American thing to feel uh the what they're describing here with the with the endless suburbs and driving for hours and still being in the city i know owen and i were just talking about yesterday uh uh we we were up on our roof and looking at the city limits during the power outage it's a a call back there uh (laughs) and and how at least in, in vancouver which isn't even that big of a city uh, from where we are in the city that we could still really be driving for another two hours and still be in greater Vancouver and in other places like in, in, in Toronto or, or a big city. Uh, or Houston. Austin, or Houston, yeah. it uh, y- You know, you drive for hours and you're still in the greater Houston area, whereas I imagine a lot of our, our, our European listeners where you'd be driving for a couple hours and you're a couple countries over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like it's... uh, But... I think it's like it speaks to the song in terms of like, let's go to the wilderness, let's get out of here, let's like escape. But it's like escape seems impossible when it takes you just forever, and you're still it seems and you're still in the same spot. Yeah, and it also 
uh, I mean, it's something we can talk about more next week on Suburban War, but the idea of all being from more or less the same suburb of an area, but feeling so different about who you are. We think about like it would be in Europe where three hours away, it's very different people than where you are. But here, like three hours away, it's still, you know, greater Vancouverites or, or greater Austonian, Houstonians. I have no uh, idea. But yeah, she's saying here, you know, is the world so small that I will see the death of everything that's wild? You know, are they going to tear down the, the, the concert halls for shopping malls and, and housing or, or the playgrounds and the, the places that I used to love to, to build houses? And I think that the, the, the question is that, you know, if they tear down the places where I felt so young and if they cover up all the places that made me feel wild, will I ever feel young again and will I ever be wild again? But compared to Wynn or the male character who asked the same question, this is very much her sneaking off into the night of, no, no, this is too much to deal with. I need the darkness. Someone please cut the lights. I don't really want to think about this right now. It's uh, hearkening back to that couldn't read the number in the dark. Let's save it for another day. You know, she doesn't want to grow up or deal with or think about any of this just yet. Like, the male character, he used to wait, but he's done with that now. But the female character, she's still fine waiting and growing at her own pace and just kind of... some Someone, please, God, I don't, I don't want to think about this right now, so I'm just going to, you know, just dance it off. Yeah. And it's like, to talk about moving forward into the, the dead shopping malls, rise like mountains beyond mountains. I mean, the idea of, um, I mean, Houston's flat too, right? And it's the idea of uh, life is like, we create these man-made monuments and that's how you tell, oh, you take a left on the I-2 to the, oh, at that shopping mall. And like, the what what is like, these man-made monuments become these marks of uh, how you get around versus like, oh, like a mountainside or a river, for example. But um, even further is just like, what is a dead shopping mall? It's like comparing a market, like let's say you're in a market, it's like the, the, there's some stuff smells, it's really hot outside, there's, you might get lost. Whereas like a mall is just, it's all very, like rounded corners, right? It's like not, nothing's dangerous in the, in the mall because it's all very safe in terms of like it's all air-conditioned air. Um, there, it smells like nothing, and it's everything is the same. And like it, it just, it's one of those things where it's like you took everything that was lively or pretentious or different, and what happens when you put it into the shopping mall is it all becomes very much the same, and every store is the same. And you go one dead shopping mall over, and like all the stores there are the same as the stores at your dead shopping mall. And it's just like it's all carbon cut out of what exists. And um, like that's what she's saying is like, well, it's like from one mountain to the next, like everything's the same and I'm trying to leave and the, the suburbs, are, it's just like it's just the same no matter where you go. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's interesting about the the dead shopping malls and what you were saying about these things being monuments. I think both of us, this isn't even really something we can super relate to just by virtue of where we grew up geographically. I mean, Owen having grown up on on, on Vancouver Island, being being an island, and that which is very like in in every direction you go, eventually it's going to be finite. 
and at least for me growing up in in greater vancouver it's you know you can stand in your backyard you look in one direction and there's the mountains you look in another direction there's uh the ocean and you look in another direction there's the united states in about an hour and a half so uh there's only really one direction that's that's endless suburbs but it's not as overwhelming when there's such tangible things around you. Like, I mean, mountains are always going to be wild and beautiful. I mean, you see those all the time. It's, you know, you don't feel as trapped. But I think that the dead shopping malls are, are, are interesting. Of These are the things that, you know, they built in the 60s when they first built the suburbs. Like, these are old shopping malls. These aren't like the new trendy downtown uh, that have, you know, big fashion and maybe a bar or a you know something cool these are the like maybe at one point 40 years ago this place was trendy but it's just stale and dead and hasn't been redecorated since the early 90s and it it's like nothing changes in it and i think that that's what regine is scared of of never changing of reaching to that point of conforming and then staying that way forever and these monuments to that just seem to be everywhere yeah 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 it's i think i think that's really accurate and good uh, like yeah we, we talked about on i think city with no children we talked about how they created these suburbs like the woodlands where the butlers grew up and it's like they create it like as a master plan and they create this like okay well this will be the mall this where it will be where everyone will go and they did that back in the 60s for example and like well now it's, it's not the 60s anymore it's the 2020s and and like the court concept as well just because somebody said that that's where everyone should hang out back in the 60s is like that's not what it is now so some of these things some of these places they become old they become dead and they just don't represent modern times yeah, exactly. Um, it it yeah, it, exactly. You you want to get into the next little bit here? Yeah, we rode our bikes to the nearest park, sat under the swings, we kissed in the dark. You shield my eyes from the police lights. We run away, but we don't know why. Black River, your city lights shine. They're screaming at us. We don't need your kind. Um. So this one, you know, direct reference, right? We're back sprawl one but different mm -hmm. perspective so the um um sprawl one it's the 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 it's like a it's a conversation with the, the defender of the sprawl it's a conversation with the police officer but this one like the, the speakers just run off and it's it's not it's not like this is less nostalgia to nostalgia with sprawl one i found it was very much the male speaker thinking back and thinking what he would say to the police officer but this one it's no, like the, the female speaker doesn't get caught in the past, doesn't get stuck in the past. Instead, kind of, well, oh, yeah. And then we ran off as kids and we had fun or went somewhere else. And it's, it's less about what, like, it's, it's just less cerebral. It's less time spent thinking in your own head about the way that that could have gone down in a hundred different scenarios, what you would have said in each conversation type thing. It is truly more of a move. It's like it, it moves on. Yeah. Yeah, def I, I think just with with that and what you were saying, it's it's uh, insight into how the both are because we are getting a direct. Both of them are are, are remembering the same memory, and 
the way that the male character is remembering it and thinking about, oh, what did that mean to me at the time? What does that mean to me now? Or uh, like, how have I changed from then? Versus this, where I feel that the the female character is saying this, but doesn't really feel that much different from when this happened like as if this could have like like i'm i'm still a kid i still feel like oh that made me happy and this is the life that i still want to be living and think that i am still living uh but it uh yeah but but i mean she isn't she has grown up and this was a long time ago but it uh it's they 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 run away and they they don't know why and Again, we're seeing that reflection of the city in the the in the middle of the night on the river, um, through the surface of the the water, and it's um, yeah. I think this is this is just such a tight verse too. Like this, I think this is one that when I was talking at the beginning, where people like this is this is one that's very easily relatable because the imagery is very real and not super abstract. And I think that this is a great example of that of like you can listen to this and you can picture it in your head and you can think about it and how that used to make you feel just like the the singer is. Yeah, I agree with that. It is um it's yeah, I think it, it's well done. And then, uh, what do you? Who do you think that they are screaming at us? Then, I think that this is the this like someone like the same police officer who who asked them, uh, "Do you kids know what time it is?" The same nameless, faceless people in the suburbs who don't need you know you wrong uh young ruffians non-conforming and 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 smoking and kissing in the dark and uh you know not fitting in with the with the uh white bread white picket fence suburbs yeah yeah which yeah. i mean we could even go into even deeper about um regine being uh immigrating into the suburbs versus uh you know Wynn's family which which or like Wynn growing up in the suburbs but that i mean that's something we can we we perhaps on another song yeah 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 for sure but um yeah it, it's interesting with the um, it's like they they run right they run 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 from the police and finally they get away and they're right by the black river and then your city lights shine the screaming at us, they we don't need your kind. It's just like I think it's like a reversal from the before the sea lights were shining and they're calling at me, come and find your kind, and for, and like that kind of like for that is like the, fe the female speaker leaves is like oh the, like the city's calling for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go and like they're trying to then they're leaving the suburbs and then they run bike drive for two hours and it's like wait, I'm still in the suburbs. And it's like, now the speaker looks at the sea lights and like the sea, and now the city's screaming, we don't need your kind. And it's like this idea of like, well, I thought it was there. I thought it was there, but it was just so hard to get to the city, right? It's like leaving the suburbs is very difficult. And I think like we talk about this throughout the, the suburbs, the albums, it's not, this it, This could come across, this song could come across a lot as um persecuting like this is uh, the suburbs are saying oh the suburbs are bad they stifle creativity and but like one of those things where it's like yeah but 
it's just so difficult to leave. Like there's obviously like there's a reason it's so difficult to leave. It's like the the safety. And uh, once you finally get to the city, it's like, maybe, maybe I don't belong here. Maybe this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Or even that fear like the, that stops you from leaving. It's like, well, what happens if I get there and they say that? What if they don't need my kind? What if I, what if I was wrong? Yeah, de de definitely. And I mean, we do find later on, 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 on Neon Bible, when they do leave the suburbs on a funeral and go into the city, that things are not as... Uh, not as bright and shiny as they originally thought and we come back to the suburbs on this one uh that uh slowly finding i mean something that again wins character is slowly found but the female character hasn't is that you know maybe the suburbs aren't so bad maybe there are some positives about community and and having a place to you know that really to some extent cares for you even if it's uh even if you have to conform a little bit but uh here just kind of sees everything screaming at her yeah yeah i agree want me to Do you want to move the end? yeah go ahead sometimes i wonder if the world's so small that we can never get away from the sprawl living in the sprawl dead shopping malls rise like mountains beyond mountains and there's no end in sight i need the darkness someone please cut the lights they heard me singing and they told me to stop. Quit these pretentious things and just punch the clock. Sometimes I wonder if the world's so small, can we ever get away from the sprawl? Living in the sprawl, dead shopping malls rise like mountains beyond mountains and there's no end in sight. I need the darkness, someone please cut the lights. I need the darkness, someone please cut the lights. What do you think? Um, I mean, like this is a lot of this is just repeating what we've, uh, the lyrics we've already heard so far. Um, but ending, I, I like, I like the ending on, uh, someone please cut the lights and the re re repetition of it. Cause it does kind of create the, Oh, when you leave, make sure to turn off the lights. It's like the, the last one, the last one here, turn off the lights kind of thing. And that's, um, what, like, I think that's why overall this song is optimistic. So overall in the song, the speaker does leave, but so it's like, this is kind of their, yeah. Um, I like whoever's left, whoever's left in the suburbs in the end, oh yeah turn off the lights because this is basically as we're going into the end of the album as well. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I talk a lot about how on, on neon Bible at the end, it's when staring into whatever that abyss is and on, on no cars go on my body is a cage, but here, like you were saying, yeah, I think it's, I think it's like the, the regime's character staring into the abyss, but then, no, I don't want to. Like, I, I'm actually going to look away. I'm not going to. I'm not going to see what's staring back at me just yet. And it's interesting about that being the last one, like the 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 last person to not think about what's on the other side of the abyss. You know, we we've spoken about how the male and female characters in the discography are on the same journey, but at different stages. And uh, we really see that here where Wynn's character at the end of the album, you know, realizing that the, the place he's been searching for doesn't actually exist. So, but, you know, maybe the suburbs ain't so bad. Maybe growing up ain't so bad. And I can't believe that maybe I am moving past the feeling, but 
Regine's character, you know, she's with repetition of the lines for better or worse. She's still singing the same song. She's still feeling the same way and she's still waiting and she's still running into the same obstacles over and over again, mountains beyond mountains. And she feels, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get out of this, but cut the lights. I'd rather save it for the other day. I'll just close my eyes, dance and find things that make me feel that way where I can. Yeah, yeah, I think it it is good. It's a good close, like not obviously not the closing of the album, but like it's a good denouement, like as 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 the album kind of ends. But yeah, and it's it. I think it 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 it's optimistic in the sense that like you know, dancing yourself clean to forget your troubles isn't the worst strategy. Uh, but I think the important thing we to take from from this song ending the album is that it does remain unresolved. There there is no the way that that I spoke about on Sprawl One with Wynn's character define like he's come to a conclusion. But I think that here there's there's no final realization, no final understanding on the suburbs and growing up from this perspective. It's just Regine's character is just going to keep on rocking in the free world and I'll burn the bridges when I get to them. Uh, but, you know, as we've heard earlier on, we know it's heavy, you know it ain't light, but how are you going to lift it if you're just trying to shake it off? I, I think that it's a very different perspective of, uh, of, of no, 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 you... You, you, you can't just say that it's hard and, and dance. You, you do have to kind of deal with your feelings, which uh, I think that it's, yeah, like her own. We were going to talk about the music video and masks in a second, but this here is it's her own mask of pretending that it's okay and to just kind of try and get away from it. Um, with that Kierkegaard quote I said at the beginning of, of, do you think you can sneak off a little before midnight to escape this? And she thinks that, yes, I can. I can sneak off a little before midnight and escape this, and I'll, you know, just keep on, keep on dancing until hopefully it goes away. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you want to get into the music video now? Then? Yeah, what do you think about the music <laughs> yeah. video? Uh, so, directed by Vincent Morissette, features Regine dancing through the suburban streets of Montreal, um, and there's two versions. There's the traditional music video, and then there's the interactive online version which uh, uses a webcam, and if you dance in front of the webcam, the faster you dance, the faster, faster the uh, video plays, the music video plays. My first thought on that, though, is cool at the time with the use of technology, a little intrusive now, a little weird, but uh, the idea of like just having your webcam on, I don't know. But uh, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, I feel like if people are a little... Um... A little more hesitant with that sort of thing now than than they were ten years ago, but um, I like the music video. I think that it's one of the ones that is very almost one for one with what's happening in the song with Regine, you know, dancing through the suburbs and seeing these nameless, faceless, mask people living their daily suburban lives and. I think it's a, she sees her the it's interesting toward the end she sees her friends the band but they're also wearing masks like they're they're not who they used to be you know the 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 caricature bobblehead inflated versions of themselves who will who they really liked at this point and will continue to see on reflector of these, yeah. these fake mask people that aren't the same people we were yeah yeah i i, I agree it, it does a good job of like the music video does a good job of capturing the song and I think like like the 
I like I like I like the like the locations they shot on huge like parking lots, which are truly the emblem of sprawl. This idea that you can't go anywhere without your car. So everywhere, so if you're <laughs> if you go into the mall, well, let's all drive there. So let's all have a 500 car parking lot that we can all park in. It's just this huge open space, and then but it's dead though. There's no one there. And then the same thing within the the football field is just a big open green space, and the, that's um. This idea of um, sprawl is just seen in like where she's dancing. But, uh, yeah, overall, I think it's a good music video. Yeah, it, uh, it, it. Yeah, you want you want to get into it musically? Yeah, um, it's interesting because it's like if if pre-release of everything now, I think if the band had asked, does do the fans want? a synth pop or synth or dance album besides reflector. Um, everyone would have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want sprawl too. And then everything now came out and a lot of people were like, Hey, this isn't sprawl two in album form. What, what gives? And it was like, um, I think what, yeah, what, what, what they, what people got in everything now was a lot different than the sound and elements that they thought they'd get in the song. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think that I think this is their best dance song, or like their best pop synthy song. Uh, I like. I they've they've. There's a lot of good ones, and I think that this is this is where they did it the best. And I think that people who don't love the synth pop but love this song, it's uh, it almost speaks to the fact that they were able to transcend that. That this is a uh, like. Synth pop for people who don't like synth pop, they like broke indie rock. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that it, it, especially compared to Sprawl One, this one has the really strong lyrics, but also just really accessible music. Like this, this is one for for everyone. Like I love the the piano bass of the boom boom ba boom boom boom, and the the do 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 do. Like there's so many just fun little things. Uh, that just make it so emblematic of a gentle dance through the suburbs with your headphones on it you know it's not a somber drive and it's not a sprint through the suburbs it's a a skip a hop a, a, a bike ride to the nearest park that even if there's some sadness in the uh lyrics it's we're not quite feeling super sad yet we're still kind of bouncing around yeah, it's why it's why I think that the song is optimistic. When you listen to, uh, compared to Sprawl One, a very empty song, a very eerie song, and it matches the lyrics. But this one, it's like even though some of the lyrics are a little bit sad or a little bit despondent, like there is an overism in the song. I think that's driven a lot by the sound. Yeah, it. Uh, I think for the listeners, Owen cut out there for a second, but what he said was overall optimism to the sound. And yeah, I. I, I, I agree. I think that especially the musical, the instrumental break before the very last chorus, the way that it kind of builds and crescendos in a very positive way, in a very like happy and exciting way and into an almost defiant, they heard me singing and they told me to stop, that it, we do from the music that it... it we, we we aren't gonna feel sad just yet you know we, we, this might make us sad but we're not gonna think about that just yet we're still gonna dance and 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 you know keep going yeah yeah do you want to get into metrics now yeah what what do you have 
I have punched clocks. So I have I give this song five punched clocks out of five. I think Hall it does. Of fame. <laughs> Hall of Fame. I I give it. Um, I think it, it like you kind of said earlier. It does a. It merges the synth pop driven sound that people really like with spectacular storytelling throughout the song that is kind of signature of the suburbs. I think it just kind of brings them together to create a song that is five punch clocks out of five. Yeah, I uh, I have I have swing kisses in the dark, and I'm right there. I have five swing kisses in the dark out of five. I I mean, what is what is there to say? Welcome welcome to the uh, the suburbs. I I, I I you know before before I, we 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 called. Your Hall of Fame songs, your neighborhood, and my Hall of Fame songs, uh, my neighborhood. But this one, welcome to the Everything Now Corporation approved songs. Uh, welcome to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's our first one in there since Rebellion Lies. Well, it's, I guess one. it's not that far. But. Yeah, well, it's it, it it's far for us, but yeah, not far far in our chronological. Not far time. for someone who's listening to this in three years' time and just binging. Mm-hmm. But yeah, currently the the Everything Now Corporation approved songs consists of Afterlife, Everything Now, Intervention, Neighborhood Number One, Neighborhood Number Three, No Cars Go, Put Your Money on Me, Rebellion Lies, and Now Sprawl Two. Huh. Interesting. 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 Yeah. Well. well what's Owen, next? Uh, next week we stay in the suburbs after for for our last our last little hurrah in the suburbs for a little while with suburban war. Awesome! Can't wait. Oh yeah, well, uh, thanks everyone for listening, and yeah, we'll see you next week for suburban war. Bye.